0: This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Goodbye Columbus Day.
2: Italian Heritage Day is added to the city school calendar along with Juneteenth and snow days are now remote learning days. I'm Marla Diamond on the Upper West Side.
0: New rules to make nursing homes safer. New York lawmakers tackle understaffing at nursing homes and hospitals. I'm Sean Adams in White Plains. And New York is also poised to stop the sale of cats and dogs from pet stores. We'll hear about the shrinking American family. Fewest births in 40 years. Yankees fans heckle
3: the Astros all night in the series opening win. That was intense. You know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be on the other side of that. This is Brad Heller. WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your
0: day with fewer
3: commercials.
0: Good morning. It is Wednesday, the fifth day of the fifth month. I'm Wayne Cabot, and some more showers today after a foggy, drizzly morning, maybe a storm this afternoon. New York lawmakers vote today on making it illegal to get your cat or dog from a pet store. No longer in New York if they go along with this. No cats, no dogs, no rabbits. Critics say that these stores keep puppy mills in business. Breeders with reputations for abuse and often terrible conditions. While so many pets go wanting at shelters. Says the bill's sponsor, Senator Michael Janaris of Queens. Our four-legged companions should be treated with respect, not like commodities. New York would join California, Washington, and Maryland in banning dogs and cats from pet stores. We, the American people, are breeding less. Federal figures out this morning show 4% fewer babies born in 2020, part of a continuing U.S. fertility slump. Last year saw the lowest birth rate in 42 years. Total births, the lowest since 1979 when the economy was rock bottom. But even as the economy improved in the last decade, births fell. CBS's Alex Tim says there's something else from the CDC concerning our area. The
3: agency is also out with new research examining birth rates among New York City residents during the early months of COVID-19 last year, finding that more women, many white compared to black and Hispanic, had left the city when delivering their child.
0: On the other end of the life spectrum, nursing homes will get better care under a bill that just passed in Albany. Sean Adams is here to tell us all about that. Sean?
1: COVID exposed a weakness, vulnerability. The virus killed close to 14,000 New Yorkers in long-term care facilities. Nurses claim they were overwhelmed, short-staffed, and helpless to save lives. Nurses have long called for staffing minimums in New York State. Lawmakers have finally addressed their concerns with a pair of bills nursing homes would uh, now be required to provide a minimum of three and a half hours of direct patient care daily. Hospitals would have to establish committees, have administrators, have nurses, and they would set the staffing ratios. Critics say nursing homes are going to be burdened with unfair costs. Nursing homeowners add to that that this is really unrealistic because there's actually a shortage of nurses right now. Wayne?
0: Well, we know this has been a delicate topic for the governor. What's the word on whether Cuomo will go along?
1: No word from the governor whether he'll sign these bills right now uh, about these staffing bills. Uh, he still faces scrutiny himself over the slow disclosure of COVID deaths in nursing homes. However, uh, earlier this year, we can tell you New York did change the rules for nursing homes, capping profit, profits at 5% as well as requiring 70% of revenue to go toward direct uh, resident care. So it seems uh, the COVID crisis is definitely forcing change here.
0: Sean, thank you. Market futures pointing to a higher open at the opening bell, uh, and some say maybe now New York is reopening too fast. Let's hear about that in our morning money news from Joe Connolly.
4: Yes, Wayne, this is the closest thing to a poll that I've seen on New York basically reopening everything at potentially full capacity two weeks from today. The Times talked to a lot of people on the streets yesterday, and says that the sudden decision to reopen leaves New Yorkers dizzy and divided. Some say, what about being around people who haven't been vaccinated? How will you know who you're next to? What about the variants? A bricklayer in the Bronx says, I'd love to do some more things, but this is reckless too soon. A construction worker in Manhattan says the time is no good. But a deli worker in Brooklyn says it's about time. A florist in New Jersey enthuses love is in the air. Charlie Cloud, a high school student from Manhattan, says it doesn't quite feel real. We've lived like this for a long time. Reopening is a little fast. But Charlie says he can't wait to get back to his favorite hangout, Baltimore Lanes. Kyara Neary, another high school student, says people won't get vaccinated, though. We'll have to close our schools again. And a recent Barnard grad says, this seems a little hasty. She says, I'll continue to behave in the way that feels right. Wayne? Thank you, Joe. New York,
0: you got a Columbus statue, you got a Columbus circle, a Columbus Avenue, but no longer a Columbus Day holiday, at least not in schools. And Marla Diamond is here this morning about the updated school calendar. Marla?
2: And Wayne, the new school calendar names October 11th Italian Heritage Day slash Indigenous Peoples Day, but only after protests from elected officials, including, it seems, the Italian-American mayor. The calendar sent to families was changed to include the Italian heritage reference after elected officials complained. Asked whether City Hall had been aware of the DOE's decision to eliminate Columbus Day, a spokesman for the mayor told the New York Post, we do not agree with not including the reference to Italian heritage. Other changes to the school calendar, election day will not be a holiday, and snow days will be remote learning days where kids will be expected to log in before going out to play.
0: And Marla, tell us about the holiday that just got added.
2: That is Juneteenth, the day celebrating the end of slavery in the U.S. It was declared a state and city holiday during the pandemic in June of 2020. And Mayor de Blasio had said it would be a school holiday. So students will have June 20th, 2022 off for the first time.
0: Thank you, Marla. Let's check the weather day ahead now on the morning news roundup. The Exergen forecast, Chief Meteorologist Craig Allen, and we're back in the Merck. We definitely are.
1: You would not know it if you just take a look at your app, you know. There's nothing showing up on radar. That's why you need us right here. Fog and drizzle this morning. I could tell you from all the observations around here that visibilities are down to a mile, half mile in some cases. The ceiling is only about 400, 500 feet or so, and uh, the drizzle just continues to fall. Drizzle, mist. And 64 to 68 for later today. Now, later today, we'll all be tracking some showers and possibly a thunderstorm from about midday on. Tonight, any lingering showers will give way to clearing and cooler, 45 to 50. Thursday, mostly sunny with a cool, gusty breeze. Looking forward to a sunny day. Thursday's high near 65, and then Friday back to clouds and a chance for a few showers and 60 to 65 degrees. Right now for the city, it is a damp 53, humidity 93, and the wind is northeast at 7. It matters where you get your news. Capacity limits will be lifted, but there are skeptics.
0: Many businesses are struggling to figure out how they'll honor the six-foot rule.
1: It's 100% capacity in name only. Connecticut is leading the nation in vaccination. 50% of all adults fully vaccinated. WCBS 880, live, local, always on.
0: And while the FDA is expected soon to authorize use of the Pfizer vaccine for kids as young as 12... After it was shown to be safe and effective in that age group, listen to this. Pfizer is also conducting trials to see if it's safe with kids as young as six months old. One of those trials is happening now in Connecticut. And from Hartford, WFSB-TV's Matthew Campbell reports. Three-year-old
3: Eloise LaCour is a COVID-fighting trailblazer because she's one of the 144 children enrolled in one phase of Pfizer's trial of the vaccine. The three-year-old got her first dose two weeks ago, and so far, so good. She didn't even have a sore arm. Doctors running the trial are checking in frequently, and the families have 24-hour access to the team. Jenna Boyke is a study investigator.
1: Children make up 20% of the population, and it'll be important to have them vaccinated as well.
0: Stanford Hospital, along with doctors in four other locations, are studying to see if the vaccine is safe and if it works in children. And they say the reason that it's really impossible, important to do this is because children make up 20% of the population. It's important to have them vaccinated as well. And as we're hearing, Pfizer does expect to apply to the FDA in September for emergency authorization to have the vaccine given to kids as young as 10, excuse me, as young as 2. And uh, that would be something that would, again, allow the opportunity for more people to get shots in arms and strive toward herd immunity, which now experts experts are thinking may not happen in this country. Sounded like a sellout crowd at Yankee Stadium with the Astros back in town. First time since that scandal. Brad Heller's here with sports. Morning, Brad. How'd the teams react? Well, good morning, Wayne. Astros manager Dusty
3: Baker, he expected it to be crazy, and he was right. There were inflatable trash cans, there were booze, there were taunts but also plenty of cheering for the home team. John Carlos Stand and the Yankees won their fourth straight 7-3. to It seemed like they were standing up most of the game uh, into every pitch and definitely expressing um, some bottled-up emotions, it felt like, most of the game. Stan Stanton had a monster game, another monster game, four hits, including a first-inning two-run home run. Jose Altuve, the Astros' second baseman, who beat out Aaron Judge for the AL MVP in 2017, was booed mercilessly. There were some R-rated chants directed his way throughout the entire game, and we expect that to
0: continue for the next two games of the series. What's the latest on Jacob deGrom's injury?
3: It is right lat inflammation. He's not going to throw for a few days, but no injured list as of yet. That's good news for the Mets. Manager Luis Rojas sounded optimistic that DeGrom could return this weekend. The Mets and Cardinals rained out in St. Louis last night to play a doubleheader today. Coverage here on WCBS at 4.30. The Nets lost again to the Bucs, second time in three days in Milwaukee, 124-118. The Islanders fell to the Sabres for the second straight night in Buffalo, 4-3. Same score in Newark as the Devils beat the Bruins in overtime. And look out for the Rangers and Capitals at the Garden tonight. The Rangers furious that Caps winger Tom Wilson was not suspended for his antics on Monday. He was only fined, including
0: ending star Artemi Panarin's season. Thank you, Brad. Sponsored by Dell, whose tech advisors are focused on you to offer you tailored solutions. Powered by Intel vPro platform to keep your small business ready. Ready for what? Well, call 877-ASK-DELL and find out. It 5, 5, twenty one. It's Wednesday. I'm Wayne Cabot. Good morning. Here are three things to know in the morning news roundup. Donald Trump will know his fate today about his future with the world's biggest social media platform. Facebook's Oversight Board will announce whether it will restore his account. Pulled the day after the pro-Trump riot at the Capitol, if the board upholds Facebook's ban, then Trump will remain indefinitely suspended. A second thing, Connecticut's Department of Labor predicts that state, Connecticut, will not only rebound from the pandemic but we'll see near-record employment by next spring, thanks in part to workers relocating from New York. A third thing, Manhattan's Riverside Park is getting a half-billion-dollar redo, sprucing up bridges over the Amtrak train tracks from 123rd down to 72nd Streets, along with the 79th Street Rotunda and the Boat Basin. The WCBS 880
1: Morning News Roundup.